Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor story jumpers welcome to another episode of your favorite storytelling podcast are you ready to hear a great story of course that's why you're a story jumper top three reasons camp minihaha is the worst the spiders way too long legs King Arthur, a rampaging goat intent on destruction. And Victoria, a.k.a. The Diva, an evil cabin mate obsessed with French beauty products and others' humiliation. Chloe McCorkle knew a summer camp where you had to learn a career was a bad idea. She tried to tell her parents, but they just had to go on vacation to Alaska and ship her off to camp for two weeks. It's not ideal, but she's going to try to make the best of it. She might even learn some skills that will help her make money for the new bike she's been trying to buy. But to do that, she'll need to survive an underwear-eating goat, an invincible spider, and a camp director who is convinced Chloe is trouble. Enjoy this reading of How to Almost Ruin Your Summer by Taryn Suters. Friday, June 11th. Start off with a plan. Someone once told me that money can't buy happiness. They obviously never had to ride a baby bike to the first day of middle school. My parents didn't think there was anything wrong with my existing bike, so they weren't going to shell out money for a new one before school started in the fall. Apparently, they didn't realize that in middle school, once you've been labeled a dork, you're stuck with that label. My dorkiness would come in the form of a hot pink bicycle plastered with Dora the Explorer stickers. Definitely not a stellar way to debut my sixth grade year. But the parents said if I wanted a new bike, I'd have to pay for it myself. And of course, the bike I had my heart set on was an Alpine Traverse, and it cost $385. My best friends, Elena and Jaira, didn't need new bikes but they were obsessed with the idea of getting zoo and use. I couldn't turn on the TV without seeing a commercial of giggling girls at a slumber party wrapped up in oversized blanket pillow combinations that look like animals. The pillow part of the zoo and you was shaped like an animal's head and the attached blanket looked like fur. It even had sleeves you could stick your arms into and you could wear it like a robe. If you wanted a pillow hanging down your back, Personally, I found the whole concept bizarre and could think of a million other ways to spend $49.99 plus shipping and handling. Either way, Elena, Jaira, and I all needed money, and the only way we could think of to earn it was babysitting. The library offered a free babysitting class at the beginning of each summer. They taught CPR and everything, and the three of us had signed up right away. My plan for summer was simple make lots of money, and buy a new bike. That was it. Nothing else. No summer school, no road trips, no awkward family reunions, and definitely 
no camps on account of I heard they had tons of spiders. I'm absolutely terrified of anything with eight legs. Actually, anything with more than two and you're asking for trouble. Animals are irritating, destructive, and smelly. And the problems snowball the more legs they have. By the time you get to eight, watch out world. My parents' plan, on the other hand, was to celebrate their 15th wedding anniversary by taking a two-week-long Alaskan cruise alone. They came into my bedroom one night while I was reading and handed me a letter. Dear Chloe McCorkle, let me be the first to say we are looking forward to having you at Camp Minnehaha. Enclosed, you will find a packing guide and other helpful information. Please take the time to read through the electives we offer and get ready for two weeks filled with fun and excitement. Sincerely, Linda Mudwimple, Camp Director. My jaw dropped as my eyes darted back and forth between my parents and the letter. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I have other plans. I folded the letter and, and handed it back to my mom. Mom smiled. Dad barked a laugh so loud I dropped the letter. Based on their responses, strategic negotiating was needed if I wanted to get my way. I could handle this like an adult. After all, I was going into middle school. I decided to use last year's lessons in peer mediation about handling conflict. I needed to act, acknowledge the other person's feelings, compliment them, thank them. <clears throat> I cleared my throat. I get that you're going on a cruise and I need to be somewhere while you enjoy Arctic blasts of air and whale watching. This can't mini haha, while I'm sure it's fascinating, doesn't really fit into my summer plans. Thanks for thinking of me though. Nailed it. Mom raised one eyebrow and smiled with one side of her mouth, a look that directly translated to think again. Maybe reasoning would work. But now I'll never get a new bike. The bike you have is fine, Dad said. It's adorable, Mom added. <laughs> yeah, adorable if you're a dork. I tried reasoning again. I would really like to take the babysitting class at the library with Elena and Jaira. I can't do that if I'm not here. The library offers the class more than once, Chloe, Dad said. You can take the babysitting class when you return. Okay, it was time to resort to begging. It wasn't very adult-like, but sometimes it worked. I clasped my hands together in desperation. But Elena and Jaira are taking the first class, I whined. They'll get all the babysitting jobs for the summer. Dad pulled a brochure from his shirt pocket and handed it to me. Slowly, I took it from him and read aloud, Camp Minnehaha is a fun, educational, kid-approved career camp surrounded by gently rolling hills and clear streams. I narrowed my eyes and cocked a brow. What's a career camp? Dad tapped the brochure. It's where you'll see what it's like to be a cake decorator, athlete, scientist, and veterinarian, he said. You try them all out the first week, and the second week you pick your favorite and spend the rest of the time exploring that career in depth. Sounds thrilling, I said. You know animals and I don't get along, and you want me to spend time pretending to be a veterinarian? When I was nine, my parents got me a hamster that I named what? 
because he had an expression on his face, like he was asking a question. Every time I picked him up, he'd pee on me and then bite my finger. After six months, he escaped from his cage and was never seen again. I couldn't even keep a hamster safe and healthy. I didn't need to go to some career camp to know I would never be a vet. This was horrible. It wasn't just the fact that going off to camp meant I couldn't hang with Elena or Jaira. It also meant that when middle school started in the fall, I was going to be riding my baby bike. Put that together with my terrible hair problem and I was going to be looking like the world's biggest dork. My hair, totally out of control. On a good day, I look like an electrocuted lion. And if the humidity was extra hot, I could be mistaken for Medusa. Mom always said I was beautiful, but moms are supposed to say nice things. My hair I couldn't change, but my bike situation I could. Or at least I had hoped. Dad looked at me sadly and moved toward the door. A dagger of guilt poked my conscience. I knew they had signed me up for camp thinking I'd enjoyed it. I hated disappointing them. I glanced at the brochure. Cake decorating, huh? Ever since the show, The Baker's Dozen, aired on TV, I'd obsessed over every episode. Thirteen people would compete in decorating cupcakes for $5,000. Mom joined Dad near my bedroom door, signaling the end of the family meeting. Get some sleep. In the morning, we'll go shopping for the things you need. You leave the day after tomorrow, she winked. I'm so excited for you. I flipped through the camp brochure and paused at the cake decorating page. A few weeks ago, my friend, Mrs. Pigeny, the owner of Pigeny's ice cream parlor, had introduced her new ice cream flavor, cupcake confetti. She told me she also wanted to sell cupcakes at the parlor since the ice cream was so popular. The only thing stopping her was she didn't have time. A brilliant idea popped into my head. My forced exile to Camp Minnehaha just might work, as long as Mrs. Pigeny agreed with my plan. I loved summer camp. Who wouldn't want to spend a whole two weeks swimming, hiking, canoeing, and practicing archery? But, you know, I also never had plans to earn money babysitting to compete with camp. Well, hey, Taryn, you're back on Story Jumpers, and you've got another great story to share with us. I do, and I'm so glad to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we really enjoyed Coop Knows the Scoop. And so when we knew about uh, this new book with Chloe and all the adventures that she faces at summer camp, we knew we had to have you on to talk about it. Did you ever spend time away at summer camp? I did. I went to lots of different camps growing up, Um, anything from a day camp to the sleepaway camps. The ones that are probably most prominent in my mind that really played into this particular book um, was a horse camp that I would go to when we lived in Ohio. And the very first year that my brother and sister and I went, we went for one week because we, you know, we just weren't sure. And we loved it so much that um, our parents sent us back the next year. And then the year after that, they sent, let us go for two weeks. And so that's kind of where I got the two week time frame. That's a good block of time. I can remember going to a church camp around here. It was located on a river. And so I went to that for a week. And then I got old enough where I was involved in 4-H. And so I went to 4-H camp for a week. Oh, fun. That became a tradition. So that that was a lot of fun as well. But I love summer camp. 
Oh, they're the best because they they just expose you to so many opportunities that you wouldn't have just, you know, in your own backyard necessarily. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but I have that personality where, you know, sure, throw me into it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's some kids who might not, you know, they might be a little hesitant. And um, which kind of brings us around to Chloe. She she's she seems like a go getter because she wants to earn money all summer for her bike and do that oh, with yeah. her friends. But then her parents surprise her with this trip to Alaska that she's not allowed to go on. <laughs> I mean, I would be I'd have a lot to say about that. I think she handles herself pretty well in the situation. <laughs> yeah, really? I would be disappointed for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would be really disappointed. Where did she learn this act technique? I think it was acknowledge, compliment, and thank the person so that you could you know, handle conflict. Yes. Yes, it was a conflict resolution thing that she learned in school. And I I probably picked it up from my kids and I probably purposely left off a few steps because I'm sure there's a lot more to um, resolving conflict than, than those three steps. But, um, you know, I thought it would be a fun, at least beginning step in resolving conflict is you know, to act. And so you acknowledge that you heard the other person. So she's like, Hey folks, I heard that you guys really want to go on vacation, but, and I I thought it was just a great opportunity to insert some humor into the story. And so it was, it's partially made up and it's, I'm sure a highly convoluted way to resolve an issue. Yeah. Well, it definitely resolved Chloe's, you know, conflict with her parents. It didn't turn out the way she wanted But it got resolved. So, okay, they get ready for camp and her folks tell her that she's going to career camp. Now, I have never heard of career camp. So was this totally something you made up? Yes, this was something I I totally made up. Although, gosh, if it exists out there, I think it would be so cool. Um, Because what a great way just to experiment with different types of jobs out there. But yeah, I figured how can I, you know, she has this old bike that honestly she does not want to be caught dead riding because to her it's just going to make her look so dorky. I mean, it's she's going into middle school and it's got Dora the Explorer stickers plastered all over it. And she's like, it's just not where I am right now. And and so for her to to try to solve this problem on her own is is great, but then to go to this camp and now she's got to figure out well, how can I use what I was going to do at this camp? So I'm, it seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, and I think it's neat how um, she likes to watch those baking shows too. I love those. Oh, I yeah. can't do enough, and and to think that you would get a whole two weeks away just to focus on like making better treats and making better desserts that would be really cool. Totally. I would, I would sign up in a heartbeat. And, and obviously, you know, a lot of the kids at the camp want to do that too. It's one of the most popular electives that they could choose. Um, and so, and that's, that's where we run into problems with Chloe oh, at boy. camp is, is the, the, the rush to sign up for those electives. So, okay. So what else can kids sign up for at camp? Oh, they can sign up to, um, not you can't be a professional athlete, but they can sign up to really focus on athletics and different sports at camp. They can sign up for veterinary kind of training where they get to spend the next week or so with the animals and really focusing on on caring for the animals. And then they can also be a scientist because there's a science lab at the camp where they can create their own um 
inventions or they can they can run an experiment on something if they're curious about it. And then there's the cake decorating. Cake decorating. Man, that sounds really cool. I, I could envision maybe like robotics being thrown in there. Well, oh, absolutely. Cool, yeah. like a code camp, you know, for programmer kids. And uh, but you have to figure out a way to get back outside, you know, like go have some fun. That's exactly right. And so the way I have this camp, I, this camp is kind of modeled after all of the different camps that I went to. So, you know, you had mentioned going to church camp as a kid, and that was definitely one of the camps that we went to, particularly down here in Florida. So um, a lot of, and that was probably the, my most recent camp experience. And so that's the one that was fresh in my head and I can still kind of remember the schedule. So I, I have built into how to almost run your, your summer, you've got the, the times where you do have required like, okay, it's, it's free. It's, you know, it's time to go for a hike or it's time to go canoeing or, you know, now it's free time or now it's time to be in your elective. So yeah, part of the fun of camp is to be in the great outdoors and to be enjoying everything that's out there. Yes, absolutely. Now, overall, the entire story, um, where did you get the idea for this story? Were there some inspirations other than your own camp experiences that you drew from? (laughs) Yes. So that horse camp, remember I was telling you Mm -hmm. about, uh, the the way that worked is that you you would go off for one week or two weeks, and every day you would do trail rides, and you would brush down your horse afterwards, and you would groom them and you would just take care of them. You would always clean out their hooves. So a lot of it was learning how to take care of a horse, but then also making sure that horse got exercise and and that sort of thing. And there was one horse that every year I went, I wanted to have that horse for the trail ride. And you were kind of assigned a horse for that week. And I always wanted sassafras. She was this cute little horse. She had kind of red hair, which I did. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we were meant to be. And she also <laughs> had freckles, which they weren't really freckles, but they were little red splotches all over her. And I'm like, this is my horse. I never got sassafras. Oh, no. No. I got I got a horse whose um, who's, who's name was not a very nice name at all. And... Um, and actually the camp names the horses and they named this horse Satan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. And I thought that was a horrible, horrible name for a horse. And he was actually a very nice horse. But the problem was, is that um, he never, he never stayed on the trail. <laughs> so ah. you'd be riding along and then off he was you always go. Off the path. Yeah. He was always off doing his own thing. And so the, the, the leader of the trail would have to stop and they'd have to go and get me and like bring me back. And then we'd keep riding and then he'd like go off in the opposite direction. So there was that <laughs> horse. And then there was also another horse. And so I actually take that horse and I put him in How to Almost Ruin Your Summer. And I change his name because I did not like that name at all. Yeah. And that horse's name is Road Rage um, because he obviously has issues staying on the road. And then there was another horse that was afraid of people's feet at, at the camp that I went to. And I, I don't know why, but really and it, she saw your feet near her. She would like stomp on them really hard and then she'd lean into you. Oh my God. And so, yeah. Um, and so that horse is called Footloose in How to Almost Win Your Summer. And Chloe jokes around that they should have called her Lose a Foot because that's what she would do. She would just, you know, smear your feet. So I take these different experiences and I would stick them into my stories. Very cool. 
Um, any like movie uh, references? Any movies that kids might enjoy? You know, they they enjoy almost uh, had to almost ruin your summer. What's a movie that they might enjoy along the same lines? Oh, totally. So yes, I grew up watching The Parent Trap. Oh yeah, great yeah, movie. Remember that one? So and now I watched the older version with Haley Mills. Yep. yep. Um, but you know, it's it's these two girls at a summer camp where. Pretty much anything that can go wrong does go wrong. Yeah, and they're um, twins, right? They're twins, and they don't know they don't know that they're related until never met they, each other until camp. Yeah, until camp, <laughs> and then they have all sorts of um, crazy misadventures, and and of course they become wonderful friends. Yeah. But you know, within that camp setting, um, you had. It, like if you misbehaved at camp, you know, they, they didn't necessarily send you home, but you got demerits mm. kind of like, um, it's like, like a check mark next to your name at school or something like you did not want to rack up too many of those because if you got to a certain number, then they really would send you home. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. They would recognize, we understand that people don't always make the right choice or a smart choice. And if they're all worked up, so we're not going to send you home if you screw up, but if you screw up enough times and yeah, you're out of here. And so I thought, Oh, you know, as a writer, one of the things that we like to do is introduce tension into a mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. And so I figured one of the things I could do is to have this demerit system and Chloe keeps racking them up, even though she's not necessarily trying to just kind of happens. <laughs> well, it sounds like there's a lot of, interesting trouble for her to get into so <laughs> yes there, there is brings up a big like what question for me i'm looking at the cover of the book beautiful cover of the book and on the cover there is a goat in a canoe <laughs> yeah. lives? why and, is there a goat in the canoe yeah because goats goats don't really belong in canoes never so seen that before <laughs> that goat is his name is king arthur and he is a special type of goat that actually exists. They're called myotonic goats, or you might hear them called fainting goats. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. They have a few other names. Um, Stiff-legged goat is another uh, reference to them. But these are goats that due to a genetic disorder, their muscles will stiffen if they are startled and they fall over and they'll stay kind of frozen um, for for a few seconds or so until their muscles right. relax and then they can get up and they can go on their little merry way again. Best way to avoid a predator. Just pass <laughs> out. drop on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was researching these guys, there was this one video I saw of this person. He walks into like a pasture filled with these fainting goats and they're all just munching away on their grass and he takes an umbrella with them and he just pops it open and they all fall over. <laughs> so That's terrible. Which I'm sure was... Yes. No, don't ever do that. But, um, but so he is a fainting goat and he thinks he runs camp mini ha ha. Uh, he kind of has anyone who has a cat, you guys kind of know what I mean. Like cats think they run the household. Well, King yeah. Arthur, even though he's not a cat, he thinks he runs camp mini ha ha. And another fun fact about goats is they are extremely intelligent. And all of these articles that I was reading on them when I was writing this book was, you know, you kind of need to block their view from a lock as you are trying to get in and out of their enclosure, because if they watch you enough times, they can kind of figure it out and they can escape. They are master escape artists. So needless to say, King Arthur escapes all the time from his enclosure and he causes a lot of problems for Chloe. 
And Chloe causes a lot of problems for him. Like it's it's a love-hate relationship because they end up getting stuck with each other, which oh, no. is not at all what Chloe wants. She no. and animals don't really, they don't really gel. They don't get on real well. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> all right. So I know that Chloe had big plans for her summer. She wanted to raise some money to replace her bike. And she was going to do that with a couple of her girlfriends that were going to yep. babysit. Yep. Sounds like a great plan. Now she's shipped off to camp. Do any of her friends get to come with her or does she make new friends at camp? Well, that's one of the joys about going new places is that you do get to make new friends. So to answer your question, it's yes and no. So she was planning on babysitting with her friends, Elena and Jaira, and they don't end up at camp. They, they go on babysitting for the summer. But when she gets to camp, she recognizes a couple of friends from school that she was didn't know was going to be there. She's very surprised to see him. One of them is her friend, Nathan, who um, is named after my son, Nathan. And she does have a, a little bit of a, of a secret crush on him. Uh -oh. um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, but then she also meets a girl named Pogo and her name, actually her name is, is uh, Pauline but she is very happy and bouncy and she has very curly springy hair and she's just always full of pep and cheer. And so um, Chloe calls her Pogo, not to her face because she, she doesn't want to you know, hurt her feelings, even though she means it as a compliment. She doesn't know how Pauline will take it. So in her mind and when she's writing in her journal and such, she refers to her as Pogo and Pogo is kind of the voice of reason uh, in this story because Chloe, you know, just due to the circumstances that she finds herself in, doesn't always make the smartest of choices. And, and, and Pogo is there to kind of help her see, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or have you thought of it this way? So it's, it's very interesting. She's a good friend. That sounds good. It sounds like Chloe's going to land on her feet, but she's got a lot to walk through. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. <laughs> well, Taryn, thanks so much for joining us again. I know the Story Jumpers have loved Everything that you've shared with us so far, we look forward to something new as soon as it comes out. Are you working on anything that you can tell us about? I am, actually. Um, and I expect the email any day now. I received word back in November that my manuscript has been, my latest manuscript has been accepted by my publisher. So I do have a new mystery coming out. All right. Um, at the moment, it's called the Radcliffe Riddle. I don't know if they will keep that title or if they'll change it. But um, I'm hoping like late 2023, early 2024 is probably when that is going to um, hit the shelves. And Excellent. Another, it's a treasure hunt murder mystery. Uh-oh, cool. Well, hey, come back <laughs> and share it with us as soon as you're ready, okay? Absolutely. I would love to. All right, Taryn. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks. Thank you. Parents. Taryn Suter's novels have been named to state reading lists, including the Pennsylvania Young Reader's Choice Awards, Georgia Children's Book Awards, Alaska's Battle of the Books, and many, many more awards. Her latest book, Coop Knows the Scoop, was a 2021 Edgar Award nominee for Best Juvenile Mystery Novel. Taryn never planned to be a writer. She was a middle school math teacher for a couple of years, but... Being a voracious reader as a kid gave her a love for words, and working with middle schoolers gave her a sense of humor. Truthfully, the first book was a fluke. She sat down to write a poem about Moses and ended up writing a fraction book about a cow. Who knew? It worked so well the first time, 
but she has continued to try writing poetry and has ended up with a book each time. Okay, not really, but she does enjoy the writing process so much that she kept with it and has enjoyed some success along the way. Learn more about her books and get some free activity kits when you visit her website, TarynSuiters.com.